Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. Amen. So my plan today is just to talk to you. Um, We know how that goes, but that is the plan. And um, I want to talk to you from the subject matter, check your choice. Check your choice. Somebody say check your choice. And as a subtitle, this is an exploration of the power to choose. All right? I'm going to say that again. Check your choice. An exploration of the power to choose. Anybody understand that we have the power to choose? (laughs) The word choose is a noun, okay? Uh, The word means an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. And you'll see it on the screen um, in-house and online. There's a slide uh, that tells you about this word. It is a noun, which means uh, an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities, all right? This is the definition of the word choice. And even in the definition, y'all know definitions preach even before we get to preaching because even in the definition it said this, the choice between good and evil. That was the example that the secular definition gave for choice, okay? All right, so let's make sure we have that the word choice is a noun, That means an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities, colon, the choice between good and evil. Somebody say choice. No matter how long you've lived, I believe that we all can agree that life itself is filled with choices. Do I have an amen today? Online, do I have an amen? Do you believe that life is filled with choices? To prove it to you, you had to choose what you were going to put on today. All right? A lot of us probably checked the weather, pulled up the app to see, you know, it's been fluctuating a little bit. Okay? It's, it's, it's been pretty solid lately with fall, but winter been trying to sneak up in there a little bit. And then you might have one day where we have a little summer moment. And so you can't just say, you know, oh, yesterday it was like this, so I'm going to dress like that again. No, you have to check on what am I going to choose based off of today. And that will preach itself. But we chose what we were going to put on today. If I were to make a joke, I'm not going to make it. But some of us chose better than others. (laughs) Just joking. That's what I would have said. 
You had to choose whether or not you were going to come to church or watch online. All right? Both of you made a good choice, but those in the room, great choice. <laughs> this morning, you had to choose how many times you were going to hit snooze, even though you got an extra hour. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Can I tell the truth? I know I wasn't the only one who hit snooze a couple times. <laughs> It's only 10, 16 a.m. And think of all the choices that you've already made today. Just today. At 10, 16 a.m., think of all the choices that you've made. Life is filled with choices. The truth of the matter is, each and every day of our lives, we make choices. Many are plenty of choices, some natural, some spiritual, but all of them matter. Hashtag all choices matter. And the reason that all choices matter is that all choices have a consequence. Okay? I'm going to need you to write that word down. That is an important word in this message all choices matter because all choices, how many choices? Some choices? The big choices? Huh? The choices that you make in a crunch? No, no, no. All choices have a what, y'all? All right, I got a church. Online? Y'all with me? All choices, you should write that down, have a consequence, all right? There's another slide here. Let's break down uh, this word. The root word of the word consequence is the word sequence. You've heard of that before, right? And a sequence, it means uh, secession. It means a particular order in which related events, movements, or things follow each other, okay? It's what happens after something else happens. Anybody know about a sequence? Okay, and so now we have uh, next slide, the prefix con, C-O-N, which means together or with. So all choices come with sequence, all right? All choices come with sequence. It means that all choices result in something else happening after I make my choice, always, all right? You're never going to make a choice and then that's it. Something always happens after that. Choices do not and cannot stand alone. Choices are an initiator. They're like an instigator because they're always starting something. Hashtag MJ circa 1982. Every choice, somebody say every choice, has a con, has a con, sequence. <laughs> when I pause like that, that means I'm waiting on you. Come on now. <laughs> All right, so check this out. Now, the word consequence or consequences often has a negative connotation, but consequences are not good or bad on their own. It really all depends on the nature of the choice. 
All right, I'm going to say that again. When you hear that there are consequences, you automatically think negative. But consequences can be positive if you make a positive choice. A positive choice equals positive consequence. A negative choice equals negative consequence. And there's always either one or the other. We're hot or cold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consequences, consequences. One of my favorite choices to make comes on something called a menu. Huh? Do I have a church in here? I mean, one of my absolute favorite choices to make, hands down. And what, okay, I got one, amen. Is there another? Is there one? Amen, I like y'all. What I've learned in my three decades of living is that what I choose even on a menu comes with consequences. Huh? Can we talk about it? Just, can you indulge me for a second? We about to get into the scripture, but I got to, you know, paint the picture in. Yeah. Oh, that rhyme. We about to get into the scripture, but first I got to paint the picture. Come on. Come on. That's it. <laughs> Now, let's talk about it. Depending on what I order from the menu, the consequence could be calories. Woo. Now, normally, I know, you know, I love, I love a lot of things that start with the letter C. Christ. Carmen. Caleb. <laughs> Jeez, you in my head, my notes and everything else, Elder. You gonna let me preach? Chicken. I really do love chicken. But one thing that starts with a C that gets on my nerves is that old calories. Yeah, and carbs. That's often a consequence. Another consequence, depending on what I eat on the menu, could be a little gas. Yeah? Anybody ever spent a little more time than you would like on the porcelain throne? And I don't mean that way, like back in the day. Yeah, you, you, you're now seated. Huh? I don't know if it's heavenly places, but you seated in some place. Probably the nearest place there is, depending on what you ate. Y'all with me? Y'all know I'm going to wake you up one way or the other. Or, let's talk positive. If I'm eating clean, a consequence could be that I literally feel light and clean. A consequence could be that I ate something and now I have an upset stomach. Hmm? Depending on where I'm ordering from, the consequence could be the price. <laughs> right? Why did I choose this as an example? Because I love to eat. And I'm hungry even now. Amen? So I promise you, this is not going to be a long one. Amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Let's go there. <laughs> Genesis 2, 15. Let's take a look at that. And it is noteworthy. 
you should have that every choice has a consequence. Genesis 2.15, we're going to start in the King James version of it. And then after that, we're going to look at it in the message. All right, that's Genesis 2.15. Here's hoping you can find that without issue. Y'all know the rest. Okay, that's Genesis 2.15, the King James Version. It says this, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But, but, somebody say but. That's a conjunction. That means that what's coming after this is opposite to what was said. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Somebody say choices. Yep, and consequences. Let's look at Genesis 2.15 in the message. It puts it this way. It says, God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. It says, God commanded the man, you can eat from any tree in the garden except, somebody say except, introduction of a choice, except from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. <laughs> I love how God does this thing. He's not tricking you. He's laying it out there. Don't eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Okay? <laughs> this word, you all, choice, in the Greek, it's epilogy, E-P-I-L-O-G-I. It's the Greek word for choice. It means selection, choice, or option. In Scripture, the concept of choice and selection shows up about 311 times in Scripture. It's a lot of choices. It's a lot of selections. Here we are. As soon as we see us, as soon as we see human beings, we see that we have always had the power and the freedom of choice. Here we see it in the Garden of Eden with the first man, Adam. And if we keep reading, we'll see that the next verse, the very next verse is when he introduces Eve, you know. And I found that interesting, and I don't want to... Uh, venture out um, too far, but God is going um, to give you your promise before he gives you your people. He's going to give you your instruction before he sends you to people who are going to help you follow it. Um, but anyway, I just found that fascinating that the next verse he introduces Eve, but we see in the Garden of Eden, as soon as man shows up on the scene, man is granted a choice. Let's look at Deuteronomy 11.26. 11.26. 11.26. 
wedding anniversary five years this month. 1126, Deuteronomy. <laughs> if you're in WOPBI, you know that that's how I remember stuff. I connected to real life stuff. Okay, Deuteronomy 1126. Um, let's go there and let's look at 26 through 28 in the King James Version. And this is another example that I love uh, to look at involving the children of Israel. It says, behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. 27 says this, a blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I commanded you this day to go after other gods, little g, which ye have not known. Okay? All right. Um, let's look at 30. Drop down to chapter 30 and verse 19. says this, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and what? And death. Blessing and what? And cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Ooh, Jesus. Now, this, this gives us some insight here. This is indicative of the fact that our choices not only have consequences for us, but our choices have consequences for our children. Our choices have consequences for our bloodline and what we introduce into our bloodline. Our, choice, our choices have consequences for our lineage. And so this knowledge is very important. This thing gives you a lot uh, to chew on because it lets you know that, okay, the choice is bigger than me, but it also lets you know clear as day the way that God wants you to choose. Okay? So if you choose another way, we must know, a part of this message is about accountability and owning your stuff. We must know that if we choose another way, that's because we made a decision not to go with God. We made a decision to go with death because a lot of us are dying and complaining, but we decided it. A lot of us are cursed and cussing and fussing, but we chose it. Digest that. Don't worry. I got something that's going to help with that later. But own that first. Huh? I set before you, and I told you which one was going to lead to life and blessings, and I even told you, choose life. And what did you choose? Okay? This, this thing is all throughout Scripture. Guess when else you exercised your power to choose? Guess when else? When you got saved? At the onset of this journey? Yeah, you, you, you chose that day. Throughout Scripture, it is made clear that God wants us to choose him. He could have created robots. He could have created yes men. He could have created these beings that just do without thinking and do without reasoning. And do with, but no, no, no. God set it up because He wants to be chosen. 
We were created in his image, and the truth is you want to be chosen. Some of us are going about it the wrong way, and that's why you find yourselves in these situations and situationships. It's all because all of us want to be chosen. All of us want to be loved. And guess where that came from? God. He wants to be chosen. He wants to be loved. He said, you love me if you obey my commandments. Yeah? Throughout scripture, it is made clear that God wants us to choose him. He's always wanted us to choose him, even in terms of our salvation. That's why he introduces, I love salvation. We don't realize how power-packed salvation is. The process of salvation literally gives us insight on the wholeness of our journey. In salvation, we have a choice to make. We choose God. And guess what? You got to choose him every day thereafter. Yeah. In salvation, guess what you got to do? You got to confess and you got to believe. And guess what? You got to confess and believe every day thereafter. Some of us need to go back to the basics. Huh? I wanted to, because of what today was, I wanted to preach a message called Fall Back. And it was going to be about falling back like the church of Ephesus, falling back uh, to your first love. But I just wanted to do it because it sounded good, but God had something else for it. <laughs> can, can we give God a praise for obedience? Because y'all could have been falling back to the car feeling empty because that ain't the word God had for you. Now, there's some preachers, I ain't talking about nobody, but there's some preachers that would just, you know, go with it, you know, because it sounds good. But I take my calling too seriously for that, for you to be, you know, Talking about something that sounds good. No, no, no. What I'm feeding you through God is going to be good and sound. Okay? I don't care how it sounds, but it's going to be good and sound. You might not like it. It might not rhyme. might not be tweetable. Huh? Yeah, and you can apply that thing to your heart and let it change your life. And so we had to choose him even back when we first believed. From the beginning of our relationship with him, we had to choose him. And he desires for us to choose him every day of our lives. Why does God want us to choose him? Why does God want us to choose? Why do we have freedom of choice in the first place? Because he wants us to be in relationship with him. You can't have relationship with no robot. Amen? Amen. Yeah, I told y'all that Dr. Carmen and I went to that uh, artificial intelligence exhibit. And they told us a lot about, you know, AI and about, um, you know, technology and where it's headed. But they had to admit that it's never going to get to a point where it can replicate a human to the point that you have a relationship with them. And here's the thing. Let me tell you, last Sunday, I saw a robot delivering food. Huh? Some of y'all was with me. I, I expected y'all to say amen. All right. Yeah, I saw a robot delivering food. Look it up. It's happening on some campuses. And so you can order from some places around, and literally it's an insulated, it looks like a little, I don't know. 
and and look it up. And it's an insulated thing. If it's if you order some cold, it's gonna keep it cold. If you order some warm, it's gonna keep it warm. It will uh, look out for pedestrians and everything. And it can you know sense where it is and what's going on. It can go up hills because it was going up one when I saw it. And it will deliver your food. They give you a code. Once it gets to you, then you put your code in. You get the food, and the robot goes on its merry way. Mm -hmm. So if they if they starting it on campuses, it's probably getting ready to, to blow up in, in other arenas of life. And so that just, you know, that goes to show you that, you know, artificial intelligence is something else. But that robot, even though, to, you know, food is love. So if you bring me food, that's kind of like you loving me. But <laughs> the robot can never be in relationship with you, right? God wants us to be in relationship with him. We were created in his image, and he wants us to partner with him, and partnership requires trust. Woo, Jesus. He wants trust from you. That's one of the reasons you can choose, because he wants a partnership with you, and partnership requires Trust. You should write that one down. Partnership requires trust. Let me see. I think I want to have a little example here. Uh, Dr. David, anybody know it's his birthday today? Come on. Let's give it up for Dr. David. It's his birthday. Come on up here, sir. Come on up here. I have a little demonstration. Let me see. Little Jeremiah. Come on up here, sir. Y'all can stand right here. Come on up here, sir. Come on, come on, come on. Boom, okay. All right, so let me get one more. Where is he? He in the back? You know what? Caleb. Come up here, Caleb. All right, so. That's it. Check this out. So, Dr. David, it's your birthday. And we know, you know, that you are saved now. And so, if we carry you out of here, it's just because you're drunk in the spirit. Amen? Come on up. But let's say that you had to get carried out of here. If you're getting carried out of here, are you choosing... Little Jeremiah. Are you choosing baby Caleb, who's knocked out sleep? Or are you choosing your big, strong pastor? Come on. Okay, you're choosing me, right? Did he make a good choice? Write this down. What I choose is what I trust. Write this down. What I choose is what I trust. Y'all can, can be seated. Happy birthday. Write that down. I'm giving it a moment to digest online. If you heard it, write it in the comments. What I choose is what I trust. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. I'm going to say it again because some of you, it's already ministering. 
in a place that it needs to minister. And it's different for all of us. So I'm going to keep on saying that what I choose is what I trust. Hmm? What I choose is what I trust. David trusted me over the other options. That's why he chose me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if he did not, for whatever reason, choose me, it means that he trusted another option. That's what it means. Yeah, because what you choose is what you trust. Mm-hmm. You choose that menu option because you trust that it will satisfy you. You choose that way home because you trust that you'll get there faster. You choose a certain doctor or doctor's office over another because you trust that that's where you'll get the best care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I told you that when you uh, choose or what you choose is what you trust and when you choose stuff over God, You are sending God a message that I trust it, not you. Can we own our stuff today? What if I told you? What if I told you that what you choose is what you trust, and when you choose stuff over God, you are sending God a message, subliminal, not so subliminal, that I trust it, not you. I trust its system, not your system. I don't care that you've proven it over and over again. I trust my flesh, not my faith. Some of us have the decision in the late night hour. We have our conscience. We have our knowledge of the word and knowledge of his will. But we choose lust. We tell God, I know it. I know your word. I I know your will. I know it, but I don't trust it. Hmm? Things like that like to exalt themselves uh, over God in our minds and in our hearts. But I heard the psalmist say, who are you, great mountain, that you will not bow low? How many of you determined that I will trust in the Lord until I die? Psalm 27 says some trust in chariots and others in horses, but we trust in the name of our God. Proverbs 3, 5 says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, somebody. And lead not to your own understanding. In all your ways, not some, but all. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Joshua 24, 15 says, choose ye this day whom you will serve. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Choose ye this day. Whom you will serve. Because the thing is, you're serving something or you're serving someone. You're serving what you're trusting. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10.13. Y'all still with me? Amen. 1 Corinthians 1013. And let's look at it in the King James Version. It's probably a familiar scripture to a lot of us. That's 1 Corinthians 10:13. In the King James, it says this: it says, There hath no temptation taken you, 
but such as is common to man. But God, but God, but God is faithful. Who Jesus. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. He's able. And so are you. But will with the temptation. <laughs> with the temptation. Come on now. Con temptation. Huh? Anybody got that? If so, you're smart, smart. But with the temptation, also make. Woo, Jesus. Make. That means even if it wasn't no way, no how before, he'll come on in and make a way of escape. How many of you are grateful for the way of escape? Some of us are standing here with the testimony that we have today because of the way of escape. If it had not been for the way of escape, you would still be in your mess. If it had not been for the way of escape, you would still be sinking deep in sin. Come on. If it had not been for the way of escape, you still. But God. Somebody give him a quick but God praise. But God, with the temptation, a lot of us like to focus on the temptation, but with the temptation, there's a way of escape. Which one are you going to focus on? Which one are you going to think about? Which one are you going to meditate on? Which one are you going to dwell on? Which one are you going to choose? But with the temptation. <laughs> Also, make a way of escape. That means if it ain't one, he'll carve one for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aren't we so glad that he's a creator? But God, there's no escape here. Don't you realize how much I desire this? Don't you realize how much my mind has been made up about this? Don't you realize how I have been taunted because of this? And God says, you know what? You're right. He'll carve a way of escape. Listen, don't you know that he'll bring your water in your desert? Hallelujah. Listen, he'll bring water to a dry place. He'll make your dry bones live. Don't you think that he, he created the sun? He created the moon. He created the stars. Don't you think that he can create a way of escape? <laughs> yeah. He'll make a way of escape that ye may be able. <laughs> See, he's able regardless, but that you will be able. He, he got to move some stuff around sometime, carve out some stuff that ye may be able to bear it. Thank you, Jesus. The Amplified puts it this way. It says, no temptation regardless of its source. Somebody needed to hear that. No temptation regardless of its source. Because some of you have been low-key using the source as an excuse 
I don't care if the source is childhood or childhood trauma. I don't care if it's your mama or your baby mama. I don't care who it is, what the source is. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. Any temptation. But God is what? He's faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. Hallelujah. He will not let you. He will not let you. He will not let you. Thank you for your sovereign hand. He will not let you. Hallelujah. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a personal package here. This is a personalized plan. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. Amen. Because he's perfecting everything that concerns you. Anybody glad about it? But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide. What is he providing? The way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with what y'all? With what y'all? With what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With joy. Hallelujah. Don't you, don't you feel amazing when you pass the test? Especially when you know once upon a time, like the last time, you didn't pass it. Doesn't, does, doesn't it feel spectacular when you know that you didn't give in? to the temptation. That's that joy that the scripture is talking about. I want to experience that joy over and over again. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And so check this out. This means this. And I need you to write it down. And this is an own your stuff moment. Falling into temptation means ignoring the escape. Falling into temptation means ignoring the escape. That's in line with our theme for the year of discipline. Are we disciplined enough to choose the escape over the temptation? Amen. And I got a few more things to hit, Brother Dre. Amen. Because he's he on it. Now, I realize, because I'm like, okay, God. Now, first of all, if I can be real, if I can be transparent for a second. I'm like, God, you done gave me all this stuff for 2022. I mean, y'all, 2022. He, listen, God, God got some stuff for us. But I was like, but I got to preach on Sunday. What, what, what's, what's for Sunday, God? And so here I am thinking we're going to fall back. That wasn't it. And here he goes with this word for today, check your choice. And so I don't question God, but sometimes you do wonder, okay, what are you up to? 
And one of the things that I believe he's up to is because it's November. We're entering into the holidays. And this season comes with choices. If any season, this season comes with choices. For some of us, it's in the literal sense. For some of us, it's both literal and spiritual, and HS will minister to you accordingly. But for everybody in this room and on the live, for all of us, this literal meteorological climatological season comes with choices. Ready or not, here the holidays come. And the holidays bring choices like to spend or not to spend. Amen? The holidays bring choices like to eat or not to eat. And trust me, the only reason I said that was because HS told me to. To cuff or not to cuff. Y'all know it's cuffing season. You know, somebody to keep you warm. Huh? Somebody to ice skate with, huh? Little, little fireplace, huh? You do know that if somebody says come over, you have the choice of if you're going to go or not. I'm just putting that out there. Noteworthy. When you submerge yourself in spiritual toxicity, you forfeit your power to choose. When you submerge yourself in spiritual toxicity, you forfeit your power to choose. What do you mean by that? When sin stops being a struggle and becomes a style of living, you forfeit your power to choose. I am. Uh-huh. When sin stops being a struggle, you remember when you used to struggle with it and now you just live it? You remember you used to stop and think about it and now you just do it and say you'll pray about it later? God's forgiving. <laughs> when sin stops being a struggle and becomes a style of living, you forfeit your power to choose. Why? Because you blur the lines of good and evil to the point that you are not working out your spirit man in the faith gym because you're no longer putting up a fight. Huh? Get your fight back. You've given in and you've given up and what you don't realize is that scripture says that, listen, when you get to that point, <laughs> biblically we can see God lets you have it. You want it so bad? Go ahead. And he should because you don't need a trainer if you're going to withdraw from the fight. You don't need a coach if you've quit the team. You don't need a tutor if you've dropped the class. Listen, he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. Thank God that we operate under the dispensation of grace. He will not stop loving you, but he does love you enough to not waste your time and his until you're ready to choose. Wow. 
Don't lose your power to choose. The Bible calls it a reprobate mind. Let's look at it. Romans 128, a reprobate mind. That don't even sound good. I don't want that kind of mind. Uh-huh. A reprobate mind is what the Bible calls it in uh, Romans 128. Let's take a look at that. It says this, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Okay? Um, if we do contextual consideration, we'll see it's the Apostle Paul uh, talking to the Church of Rome. We understand that he is laying out the gospel and he is uh, on a quest and on a journey to make sure that they realize that the Jews are equivalent to the Gentiles, you know, that it is uh, for the Jew as well as the Gentiles. And so he's laying things out and he's journeying or allowing them to journey uh, with him essentially to let them know how much we all need Jesus, okay? And so this comes up in this context. Again, we're under the dispensation of grace, and we're so grateful for it. But I want to let you know that there still is such thing as a reprobate mind. And so what I want uh, you to see, first of all, is the definition of this word reprobate. It means unprincipled, wretch, rogue. Unprincipled, wretch, rogue. Okay? Now... I want to give you some signs of a reprobate mind in case you think that might be you. A decreased sense of conviction. You know, when you used to be convicted about something and now you're not, or at least you're not as convicted about it, newsflash, get into this word because that means that you are exhibiting a sign of a reprobate mind. When you suddenly have an inability to discern or an unwillingness to discern, look out. You're showing a sign of a reprobate mind. And lastly, this is not all of them, but these are three that I'm giving you today. When you start rationalizing evil for good, has anybody ever been there? You want it so bad that you start really trying to rationalize, well, is it really that bad? I mean, come on, if you think about it, it ain't for you to think about, read about it. God already said what he said. It, I, mean, I, I mean, come on, in this day and age, <laughs> as if his word isn't forever. And so we start rationalizing evil for good and we start, you know, trying to make sense of evil to make it seem kind of good. That means, you all, that's a sign of a what? Of a reprobate mind. Okay? Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Let's talk about reprogramming a reprobate mind. Scripture is familiar. Romans 12 and 2. Write that down. Romans 12 and 2 says this, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. If you have a reprobate mind, you need to undergo a transformation. 
Be ye transformed by how? Well, perfect. It's the place that you have the problem. By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? We got to get back to proving. We like to, you know, live our lives and let everybody know about God and that his will is perfect. Prove it. Prove it with your life. How can I tell? How does your life show that? Okay. Reprogramming a reprobate mind, John 17, 17, it says this. Now watch out. Um, it's important to know that we can wash our minds, and I mean scrub it real good, with the word. I told you before that God's word is a cleanser. Neutrogena don't got nothing on God's word. Well, I don't know what you might use, but, you know, whatever cleanse, it has nothing on God's word. But the thing is, you can't just have it. You can't just know it. It's not about knowing its ingredients and, you know, knowing where to get it or even having it on you. It's about applying it. And so we apply God's word to our heart by speaking it, okay, by reading it, by making it come alive. And so Ephesians 5.26, you can write that down. It talks about the washing of the word. Uh, but John 17.17 17 says, sanctify them, okay, through thy truth. Thy word is what, y'all, is truth. Sanctify. Cleanse them through thy truth. See, when you get saved, you have a saved spirit, but Lord knows you don't got to save mine. Okay? That requires sanctification. All right? And so your yes can lead, can lead to a saved spirit, but it takes more than a yes to have a, a saved mind. And so we want to have a saved mind a sanctified mind. It's a process, but we do that by sanctifying it with the truth. And the truth is what, y'all? Is the word. Okay? Okay? His word is a cleanser. If, if you want to start being convicted again about something that you know you have no business, and you know that you used to be convicted about it, the thing is, Go ahead and venture out in your prayer time and in your study time and literally get to the word and what it has to say about it. I dare you to start reading scripture out loud three times, five times, because your, your spirit hasn't heard it in so long. You've been running from what God says about that thing that your spirit literally has not heard it in so long that if your spirit begins to hear it again, now you're washing off a lot of that dirt and that, that grime that you've been feeding it since that time. Listen, if your spirit gets to hearing it again, next thing you know, you're, you're washing to the point that now you go to do that thing. And guess what's on your mind? That scripture. Huh? That scripture that you used to act like you forgot, it'll be right there. Yeah? Wash, wash. 
wash, cleanse your mind and your heart with the word. You can't run from the word and expect to be in the will. You can't run from the word and expect to be in the will. And that was for somebody because it's nowhere in the notes. As we close out, I want to take a look at something that we've heard about. Now, I know it's not uh, anywhere near, you know, Easter or Good Friday and things like that. But how many of you know that, first of all, that's the heart of the gospel message. And so messages that surround those events, they, they're good all year long. Amen. They're good all year long. And so I want you to go to Luke 23. Luke 23. And I think I have 29. It should be 39. Luke 23, 39. Has anybody gotten anything yet? Amen. Luke 23, 39. In the King James, it says this. It says, and one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. So let's paint the picture. Everybody's on one accord. We're, we're on Calvary. And we know that Jesus was crucified between two criminals. He was being charged as a criminal, of which he was not. But there were two legit criminals, one on both sides of him. And so one of them who's hanging there with them says, if you to Christ, then save yourself and us. Verse 40 says, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? 41 says this, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. All right, now watch 42. That's the exciting part. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest unto thy kingdom. 43 says, and Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today. <laughs> Somebody say today. Today, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know what the verdict was even an hour ago. But because of a choice you made right now. <laughs> I know you're hanging here because you've obviously made a myriad of poor choices. You wouldn't be in this situation if you weren't known for even the poorest of choices that landed you here. But that was then, <laughs> and this is now. Today, somebody praise God for today. Today, come on, that's the good news that I was telling you about. Today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. And so the reason I highlight that scripture for you is because I don't know. You may have a reprobate mind. You may have been making some poor choices lately, but I do not want you to allow that to, in your mind, disqualify you from what God has for you. If you were to make a choice today, 
to make better choices. Yeah? Listen, the choice that you make today can literally change the trajectory of your life. Yeah, today. That's the power we have. We, we've lost the power of yesterday. We can't do anything to change that. We can't do it. Oh, man, I should have. Should have, would have, could have, but you didn't. Now let's do. Use that energy to do. And so I want you to forgive yourself because God is forgiving you. I want you to forgive yourself of every poor choice that you've made yesterday and the day before, even this year. Don't you know that this year is not over? And that even though you have made maybe 11 months almost of poor choices, that the last two months you can make great choices, and those great choices can weigh heavier on this year than the poor choices did, and those great choices can set you up right for the next year. You don't have to wait until the new year to make new choices. The enemy would love for you to say, well, this year is a wash. Let me go ahead and keep on fornicating. Huh? This year is a wash. Let me go ahead. Listen, why, why would I start tithing this year? Let me just do that in the new year. I haven't been tithing all year. Listen, why, why don't I? No, no, no. All you're doing is digging yourself a bigger hole for a reprobate mind. And next thing you know, it's going to be 2022 saying, what's up? What it do? Same OU. Same OU. So don't you wait until the thrill and the exhilaration of the new year. Let this message be what thrills you into a new you. So what do you do after a message like this? Well, first of all, you might need to listen again. And then you go back, you take your notes, you look at your notes, and you ask God to show you. Some of you, you already know, but you ask him to show you uh, the ways that you've been making poor choices, choices that go against his word and choices that go against his will. And listen, if you're sincere... Holy Spirit will be excited to do his job as a helper. See, he hasn't been helping because you've been quenching him. How can he help you when you've, you've been? But if you open your ears and you really invite Holy Spirit in, he cannot wait to help you pass that next test. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And like that thief on the cross, you may be in the situation you're in today because of a litany of poor choices. But don't be like the first one. Be like the second one we read about. Who makes the right choice today. And because of the right choice today, man, he's able to literally have quite the tomorrow. <laughs> Now, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to wait until your dying day because you might think you have time and you don't know that. You don't know if you have time or not. So don't plan to get right, you know, next week or next month. 
Let me go ahead and get my last little fun in. How many of you know that you can die in your fun? Some of you might plan a fun excursion of, of sin and thrills, and then you're going to start getting it right in December. You might not make it to December. I'm just being real. All you have for sure is today. So when do we make our choice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God praise for the word. Give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. Check your choice. Check your choice. You might have to say that to yourself this week. When you're in that position and you're like, uh-oh. All right, listen. Normally I would have went with this, but I remember I got to check my choice. Check your choice. Check your choice. Check your choice. Check your choice. Some of us, we just need to get our checkpoint back because we've just been going in the opposite way and in the way of sin, and we've we just been going. Amen? Some of us need to get our checkpoint back because that's the point where we can make a decision, where we can make a selection, and we've got to go with God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this word did not fall on deaf ears. And I pray, Father God, that you would literally allow for this to be a word of life change and heart transformation, mind cleansing in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that everybody under the sound of my voice, be it in this room or on the live stream, Father, that they are empowered on today to check their choice and to go with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. To check their choice and to go with God. To check their choice and to go with God. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. If anybody in the room is unsaved, you don't know Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, we invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If that's you today, we're going to pray a prayer. The Bible declares that we have to confess with our mouth, remember, salvation, and really believe in our heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead, and then we will be saved. And so if you're here today, and that's you, then you can wave your hand. If you're on the live stream, and you want to receive salvation today, we're going to pray a prayer with you. And after we pray the prayer, you can type, I am saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner in need of your salvation. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Make me whole. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you raised your son Jesus from the dead. I believe that he is now seated at your right hand, interceding for me. I am the saved of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Clap it up in case anybody receives salvation today. Praise God. We do have a uh, second appeal, and that appeal is to let you know that God desires for all of us um, to, as his children, do life together. And so he's created uh, this thing called a pastor 
and he wants you to have one. Um, there are many branches of Zion. He wants you to be plugged in and to be connected to one. And so if you're in the room um, or if you're on the live stream and you would like to become a part of the Word of Prayer Cultural Center family, then we would love to have you. If you're in the room, you can slip your hand up. If you're on a live stream, type, I'm part of the family, so that we can reach out to you accordingly. Amen? If that's you today, today's a great day to make Jesus your choice. Today's a great day to make Wapsie your choice. Amen? And so if that's you and you want to choose either of those things, we want to take a moment and allow that to happen today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If it's anybody online, let's clap it up for them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.